Welcome to the Torvis Podcast. This is episode 14. This is the time heist episode, where the three of us go back in time to pull off a caper. So welcome, tune in, and let's get to it. So people often think that uh, traveling in time is an easy, easy thing to do. Not any time I've ever done it. So we have to take into consideration a ton of uh, problems. So we're going to kind of give you a little background and uh, stipulations on our time travel episode. So what this episode is about is the three of us are going to go back in time. We've found a time machine and we're going to pull off a heist. And the heist is basically what can we collect from 25 years ago, bring back to today, and end up selling and generating revenue with it. It's kind of scavenger hunty rather than heisty. Yeah. Less steely and more. It's a scavenger hunt. Yeah, we're trying not to. More shopping rather than stealing. Go back and rob a bank and then show up with the cash. That could be a different episode, but I think. Yeah, so this is a scavenger hunt. Yeah. Okay. So here's the parameters. We were looking at the what we would need to do. So there are three parts to this episode. The first part is the preparation going back in time. And there's a lot of preparation that we have to do. The second part is being back in time and pulling off the scavenger hunt. And the third is coming back to today and being able to sell the stuff that we get. Yeah, and liquidate with, whatever we get. Liquidate yeah. without setting off flags type of thing. And we also have to be careful about... Changing history. Preparation, acquisition, keeping or selling. Okay. Yeah. So these are these are the uh, the things we have to follow. Okay. So here are the parameters before we go back in time. We found a time machine. And the time traveler, before he passed away, told us a couple things. One, the time machine itself is a 10 by 10 time machine. It's a 10-foot ceiling as well. So it's a 1,000... Cubic, cubic feet. feet. However, inside the time machine, there are uh, devices and control panels and things like that. So it's not a just a big box. It has some stuff in it. So we can only bring back things that will fit in this 10 by 10 room. And remember, there's going to be three of us in there. We're not bringing anyone back with us, by the way. <laughs> okay. So that's the first parameter. The second parameter is we're going back 25 years from today. So we're going to be landing in 1994 on August 4th. And it's it, the time machine is jammed to, like, we can't change this 25 years, correct? That's like a preset factor here? Correct. We can't change that. What okay. days of the week is that? Uh, that's a good question. Let's look that up right now. Hey, Siri, what day of the week was August 4th, 1994? It was Thursday. August 4th, 1994. So we know it's going to be a Thursday when we land. So the second thing is, where are we landing? We're going to be landing in a place that we're, one of us is familiar with. Obviously, if we landed in the middle of Manhattan, which we're not familiar with, that would really gobble up a lot of time, right? Mm-hmm. So we're actually going to be landing in Vancouver, British Columbia. 
Um, yeah. so, we want a place that's easy to get around in that somebody knows the area right. from so, the, of that period. Of that period. And so I, I grew up during that time in that period. So I do know the city. So that's going to be advantageous for us when we do land. Yeah. And when you, when you're second guessing us and quarterbacking us, do it in your own city in your own time. Right. So our parameters are 25 years from now. We can only spend 48 hours back. Yeah, we've got two days before the juice runs out. So Saturday. Two days. So we're late Thursday now, so all of Friday. And all of Saturday. Basically and then we Saturday. head back on Saturday night. night. So it's okay. the night of the 6th, so we have to be back before midnight of the 7th. Let's just round it up to midnight and we'll do pumpkin stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's what we're going to do. Cinderella story. Yeah. So if we're coming back on midnight of... 94, uh, so that we have the two days there. So let's start the preparation. So we have the machine. We know we're, we're going to go, and we know we can spend two days there. Mm-hmm. How long do we have to prepare? Well, we have a few days to prepare. Okay. Okay. So over the last few days, we've actually been looking uh, at stuff, and we've been talking about how we're going to prepare and what we're going to be doing when we get back or, or go back then. Let's talk, let's talk about some of the problems of going back in time. First thing is when we land in 1994, we have to make sure what we're wearing is going to be able to let us blend in, correct? Yes. It's yeah. not a problem for me. I mean, you guys might have to do something. Okay. So, Jason, here's, we're going to start the question with you. What are the problems of going back? Uh, it, if, if you were just jumping in a time machine and go back in time, people don't think about this, but yeah, w- you, what, what would be a clue for someone back then? There's things that stand out. For one, you can't take your cell phones with you, right? Most people don't have watches now, but if you have weird watches, those you can have to have things that are appropriate to the time. A lot of people have clothing that's got logos and weird stuff on it that's not appropriate. Me, not a problem. I'm, most of my clothes are just plain. I could wear them any time from 1970 to 2020. No problem. I can, I'm a internal tri- time travel. I can travel anywhere. So you can I, you some, can blend in. Some of my clothes are still from that time. So <laughs> okay. I don't have to go shopping. Okay. So Alex, we can't wear certain things, obviously that, you know, locals like Under Armour didn't, wasn't, it didn't exist. So yeah. I can't wear an Under Armour shirt because mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to put any flags up, right? You can't be walking around with your AirPods in either. No, like technology yeah. that didn't exist yeah, in the no time, tech. right? You got to make sure you don't have any fancy watches that didn't exist back then. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, yeah, we can't split up and be talking on cell phones. Like there's some things that, yeah. You just get in trouble. So one of the things that they do uh, that has come up in time conspiracies, and you've probably seen a couple of these. There was a Charlie Chaplin film yeah. of uh, it looked like someone walking and they were on a cell phone. And this is, you know, in the 1920s type of thing, which didn't exist. There's also one uh, that was, it was an opening of a bridge in British Columbia, actually. And they have this hipster guy in the middle of the of the photo. And it looks like he's got like modern sunglasses and he's wearing a t-shirt with like a print on it yeah and it's like well this is from the 1950s this guy's out of time too so there has been some pictures that are on the internet which are really odd because if you look at them and you zoom in it's like Mm -hmm. uh is this person on an ipad like what weird this is from 1940 yeah, and, and I think one of the big key things here that Jason's talking about is the, the trick isn't necessarily to try and imitate 1994, which would be not impossible, but just to wear some plain, some unbranded normal stuff. clothing. Right. Regular-ass you know, jeans, regular yeah. shirt, you're cool. Yeah. And 25 years is not that far, so it's not a big stretch, you know. 
like <clears throat> right now, Alex is wearing a tank top with a Superman symbol on it, and he's wearing the, these kind of tie-dyed shorts. That would easily fit in in ninety in ninety four. And we can check the weather if we need something that's rain appropriate. Fine, we know what the weather's going to be like. We do. We can look at an almanac or, or search that stuff out. Yeah, so, I have to trust you guys on what is and isn't regular back then because Superman's was, been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, okay. I was one year old at the time, so yeah. I'm not specifically. Fortunately, we one of the fashion. parameters is we do not change our age; does not go back, so we don't have good. to carry the stupid baby around. <laughs> yeah, good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that, that's one of the first things. We're going to make sure that our clothing is appropriate when we go back. Yeah. So the second problem that we were talking about is where we land our time machine. Mm-hmm. So we have to find a place that it's going to be well hidden. It's your city. Okay. And uh, so also close enough to the city that we, you know, we can get from point A to B or wherever we need to go. So I think that what we need to do is we're probably going to land this thing in a, a large park downtown called Stanley Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably the best way. And does so, it have like predator cloaking thing that just kind of blends in when it it's It does. There? So that that's the the good or thing. Or we're just going to leave our time police uh, call box. No, it's leave. no it's not a TARDIS. Okay. So it is not bigger on the inside than it is the outside. So there is a limited amount of space that we can bring things right. there or But back. what does it look like on the outside? Is it are the doors cloaked when you leave it there? It's a 10 by 10 space it. like yeah. on the outside, yeah. Yeah, so we have to we have to land this thing somewhere where it's pretty dense. Right. However, no one's going to kind of really come across it. So yeah. we're 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 choosing it's going to be in Stanley Park in Vancouver. Yeah. Okay. Yep. To quote one of the Star Trek episodes, remember where we parked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's the, that's the thing. So the next thing is we're going back in time. So we're going to do a scavenger hunt, right, Jason? Yes. Okay. What is a scavenger? What are we trying to do? What's what's the goal of our, our heist or sick scavenger hunt here? So we're sort of treating it like a little bit like a game show-ish thing. So we're going to go back. We're going to try to get things and to come back with the biggest value of, of things. Now, that can be a value of things in dollars or a value of things to ourselves. So we're just three dudes, three regular dudes going in a time machine like anyone does. Uh-huh. And we're just going to go back. We're going to get the stuff that's valuable to us and or the stuff we think that we can we can make make a decent profit off of by bringing back. There's a lot of other time travel things that you could do, but this this is a little di- different than what you'd expect, so that's why we're doing it. Right, and so we have looked at some things that we think are valuable and easy to get based on the stuff that we know and is kind of revolves around in our geek culture minds. Right. Okay, so the next thing is if we are going back in time and we're going to probably need money right so that's that's one of the first problems that most people are going to go here and they're going to great i clean up my bank account all right obviously you're not going to be able to go back and use your credit card and stuff and people are going to go know well your bank bank card's not going to work in a bank machine right at least we're going back to so why don't i just pull out five thousand dollars and then just go back in time because you're you're an idiot Mm -hmm. because if you take that we're in canada here it'll be Lesser problem for the Americans, but still relevant. Is money has dates on it. Some people don't know that. Well, and and the money's also changed. <laughs> and the money's changed. Like we money. have our plastic money. Yeah. If you took 2019 money, or say you get 2017 money, whatever. Any of the money that's in <clears throat> circulation right now is, is going to is going to be like, what the hell is this? This isn't real money. And then if you're like, okay, smarty pants, I'll go back and get some of the other stuff. Like, okay, so how are you going to get enough money? Like, if you anyone who runs a business that handles cash mm-hmm. is going to know that when you're handling the cash and you get one of those old paper money things, you feel it. And if you say do thousands of dollars of business a day, you're only going to come across across a couple of those. Right. So. 
what are you going to do? Walk into the bank and say, hey, I need to clean out my $5,000 bank account. Oh, and I need all that money in 1994 or earlier dollars. Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's not going to work. So banks, that's a banks problem. Banks don't have that. So, so that's a bit of an issue. What, what are we going to do before we go up in time? We need some money. We obviously need to walk around money so we can or start our heist. something that has a readily exchangeable like value to get money in that time, like a good or something that you like can what? sell easily. I don't well, you, have a well, specific... No, but you did. You mentioned, well, why don't we go back with some gold? Yes. Yeah. So like, so we could get, uh, you know, unfortunately with gold or silver you're or gonna, something, you're gonna lose we are going to lose money on our dollar. So we have to factor that into the exchange rate now. So if we say, if we liquidated all our assets that we have now, when uh-huh. we bought 2019 silver yeah. and then took that silver, went back in time with it, it's went to a silver three, exchange. A little bit more than three times as much the price of silver and gold. So how much is silver now about? In American dollars, because most people listening are probably American, yep. um, silver is about sixteen fifty an ounce, and gold's about fourteen fifty three an ounce. Okay, and it was about five thirty, five dollars thirty cents, and three hundred ninety four dollars, roughly speaking. Okay, so that's a considerable. So it's a, amount. It's, it's a little bit more than three times as much. However, this doesn't take into account inflation. Now, another thing, if we did do that, if you could get it as a, we could we could go back with the. We could go back with the with the metals, uh-huh. get cash for them, and then after we make our profit, then now the metals that we go back with, this is one of the other little difficulties is you're going to have to, if you're getting stamped coins and stuff that they also have dates on them, there you can you can have metals that don't have dates on them. And we're not, we don't have time to melt stuff down. But we take it back, we can change it, and then on the way back, we could change it back. We'll get into that on the, on the selling stuff and coming back, but... I guess you could also pawn it or something where they're using it as collateral for your loan or something. But there's lots of different ways that you could do this. So you'd want to get as much cash as you could of the time. But what I'm saying is the first problem people are going to run into is you're not going to get as much cash as you think. So what and we, we don't want to spend a bunch of time selling stuff. Right, because we only have 48 hours. Right. Yeah. And, and stores are not open 24 hours back then. Anyway, right. so... So what are we going to do? How are we are we going to try to scavenger right now just to get money from uh, before 1994? Yeah. So what's your your experience with auctions and stuff? You, you deal with old stuff, so yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of different things that you can liquidate for cash fast, but the faster you do it, the less value you're going to get yeah. of it, right? So right. If, if you can put it up and you can sell it and you can, or sorry, not sell, it, but you can advertise it and let people know that that you that you're selling this item it's kind of like ebay right the longer that it's up there and you can get a bidding war between people yeah the higher value you can expect it's very difficult to just go somewhere and sell it instantly that's why places like pawn shops exist but they sell you like you get you know a very low value on the dollar for what it actually is because you're instantly liquidating that item right so and we don't you don't want to go raising flags like we could go into a pawn shop now get some vintage thing that's in really good condition for next to nothing like if you ever try to sell an old tv you'll find out how little they'll actually give you for the thing right so we could pick them up for next to nothing but what are we going to do go back in time and start selling them and then then have like wait a minute are these guys fences like what what's going on are the criminals trying to sell stuff we don't want to raise any flags we don't want to waste time selling stuff so i think even though you're losing some money on the on the metals they're pretty easy to convert so i As think you get the cash that you can right and then what you and, can and get people in cash. do have those things in large quantities like buying and selling silver and gold is careers for people yeah, when i right. worked in the auction house there are people that's all they did yeah so you're not it's not really gold. a limited thing you can go in with thousands of dollars and sell it it's not going to be a 
big deal. So the best and way, as long as you're under ten thousand dollars, you don't have right. That. So the best way for us to get cash um, would be, and this is this is kind of the this the um, consensus that we're coming to is we could probably go to an antique store and we could search out in 2019 uh, coins. Now the problem is if you get vintage coins, we, which we would, then they're going to be more like the they, older coins are going to be more expensive. Correct. So you you could get just the the regular metal that's not. You can get bars though. You can get, you can that's get what I'm bars. saying. You, you can get, get bars. The non-silver, the non, the like, non-stamped things, the yeah. things that don't have dates on them, and then you can then you don't have to worry because we don't need to right. get into the melting and stuff like that. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to um, pull out a ton of money. Get what cash we can. we can, and we're going to purchase gold and silver bars that aren't stamped. Yeah, and that's going to be our currency when we go back twenty five we'll years. Change that into into yeah. ninety four. And where are we going to be changing cash. that? We're going to exchange that probably at a pawn shop. No, there's smelters. Yeah, there's metals. Okay, well, coin shops and stuff. Yeah. There's coin shops and stuff, but like we're not going to go in a smelter. Like no. Remember, there's only our our knowledge is limited. Yeah. Right. So like I don't have. I don't have a contact 25 years ago, a guy who smelts gold. Yeah. So it's going to have to be a store. Yes, we're going to lose money on it yeah. because of the inflation and all that stuff. I get but, but, it. But there's there are like factories that, that yeah. process. Like it's, yeah, a, it's, it's, not, it's like a recycling plant, but not quite. You know, there's there's one, there's actually, there's not any on the island. They have to go to Vancouver. Yeah, right. right but you don't need like, to, you don't need to smelt them. You go into a coin store and you sell the, you sell the things. You, you call up, we can do the research. If you, had, you said we had a week to do the research, right? right? So you call around, hey, how many years you guys been in business? Oh, really? Where were, where were you located in 94? Exactly. Okay. You guys open then? Okay, great. We were, you were on that street? Okay, awesome. And, you know, how has the business changed over the years? Oh, that's how it used to work? Thanks. Okay. So, so we don't that, have to do all the details right, right now on the show, but that's the process you would... So that's what we're you doing. Would, you, would, you would have it stocked out. These are the places we're going to sell the things. And for, and for yeah. depending on how much we get our hands on now currently, then we would divvy that up to make it not suspicious. Like we could go to two or three different places. And yeah, we if, yeah. if we go to some of the more reputable places where we could get a better value for it, but then we could go to the pawn yeah. shops with our remainder yeah, and it would be less. But this is the thing too that we have to keep track of is... Now our money is going to be one third of the value, but we're going to make yeah, it but back. We're, yes, we're making, exactly. We're so making more of it back. Part. The only reason yeah. we're doing that is because we can't get enough cash of of the period cash. If we could get the period cash, we get the period cash. Yeah. This is just a way to magnify the amount we're able to bring back. So this is how we're going to do it. And when we bring it back and we go to the coin people, we're going to have, um, you know, we've estimated we're going to have five thousand bucks. In 1994 dollars, mm-hmm. that's the that's the amount we're going to play with. Yeah. So we now need to take that five thousand dollars and probably turn it into a little bit more money. Yes. Based on what we want to buy back then. Yeah. Right. So, so how are we going to do that? Well, wait, wait, wait. Here's another prep thing we need to do too, though, okay. that we need to think about too is: do we want to waste our time and money buying? We don't necessarily need food, but we need water. We need to make sure that we bring water, and we're staying there for two days. Are we coming back? Are we sleeping? So we need to make sure that we have some gear with us, I think, as well. Not necessarily camping gear, but I think it's important to mention that... We're there for two days. We're, two, two, we're only we're there for two sleep. days. We're not going to sleep. water. You ever been to a gaming convention? Yeah. Just two days. You don't need to sleep. <laughs> you don't need to sleep, but you need some water. I think we need to bring some water. Why can't you just buy water? Like we're in the middle of a Like a first city. aid kit in case somebody gets hurt. You know, we're not going to, no one's going to go to a hospital. Like we, we don't have time oh, yeah. for that stuff. Of course, we could, we could, we take that with us, but we're going to buy, there's vendors and stores and I just think it's like important that. to note that I don't want to waste my old timey money on that stuff that's not you, coming out of the you five can, you can go for you can go for two days without eating and two days without sleeping yeah 
and you're in a major like, city. I'm a prepper. While we're, like while we're buying things, you can you can grab a drink. Here I'm, a thirsty, okay. I'm okay. a thirsty guy. I'm a thirsty guy. Okay, so Alex needs to have a big gulp while we're yes. in 1997. 7-Eleven has existed yeah. before 94. And you know what? Trust the super big gulps back then are 99 cents. Hey, so it's the Wild West. I was just born. I have no <laughs> okay. idea. Trust us. You can you can eat and drink in a major city. Yes. Um, J- Jason and I were in our 20s back in 94, so it's, it's okay. We remember. Okay. We'll take care of you. Okay. <laughs> So good. Okay, so now that we have the prepper stuff for for Alex, we have some money in our pocket, and we've gone back in time. Okay, so I have a plan on how to magnify our money. Okay, so how much do we want to magnify it? We want to magnify as much as possible. Okay, we can't be traceable though. We Jason. can't be traceable. So this is this is this is the problem. You can't go and say, okay, I'm going to do a lotto ticket and and like, okay, because you could look back, you go, okay, fine, what was the winning lotto ticket? But then there's time to process it, names, and you need again something that you can do off the books, cash, anonymity, and anonymity. Yes, is what we need to do for this. Okay. So my idea is you head to the racetrack. You take your money. Yeah. You do some long shot bets. Some. I mean, you have to do the research and see, and it's not like, oh, you can't do the research. You go to the library, you get the old newspapers, you can go on the old microfiche thing. Do you want microfiche? I'm no idea what that is. Anyway, even things before the internet, there was ways to research research yeah, things, but you can look anymore. at you can look at old newspapers. They'll have the winning things. If there was a big long shot, you'd find it. If there wasn't a big long shot, it'll still show the winners and stuff. I'm not an expert horse race better, but there's win, place, and show, which is first place, second place, third place. So... Um, we were only allowed to bet a little bit at training. I won't get into a big, long thing about my limited experience at the track. But one of the things that you can do is you can bet on combinations of things. Instead of just betting on who's the winning horse with long odds, you can do a win, place, and show where you're saying this horse will come first, this will come second, and this will come third. Not, right. not just one of them, but all of them. And that's a lot rarer, so it pays out a lot more. And you can do parlays too, which is you need two different conditions of bets to be one, and then it'll Yeah, and you can have all, these, all yeah. these things that are like... So long shots that aren't just one horse being long, but there's things that you can do that are unlikely to happen, but you go with a ticket and you've got the things on it. It's a track. It's not going to be a big deal. They're going to go, oh, you got lucky. That's what people do at the track. So I think you can turn money over there. No one's going to look two ways about it. It's cash. So I don't think we have to worry about getting mugged. You I, think think we could turn I think we're safe I carrying think we around turn cash. Five grand into seven or like 10? What, what are you thinking? Oh, wait, more, probably wait double more. it easy. Okay. Easily more than double. It'll be like, you'd be able to get get a lot because obviously the 10 more to 140 i mean the more like money huge. that we have to spend back in 94 is the is going to be better for our scavenger high stuff yeah well, and we have to make up for the, the i loss, mean we could actually figure i mean if we're doing yeah. the actual research not just talking about doing the research we could figure out what the actual numbers are it's like okay we'll look at no, this just, race just that close, race right? the odds were for this but no that's you can do things i want a thing that was like a 40 to one once but oh, i only wow. bet two dollars on it so right right so didn't make a lot of money, but if you put a thousand dollars on the forty for one, yeah, that's a it's a big deal. So we've gone back in time. We're heading to the racetrack. We land on a Thursday in '94. On Friday, we hit the racetrack. We double our money. So now we're operating with ten grand. Mm-hmm. Okay, back then ten or fifty or whatever it is, a larger amount. We've magnified our money, whatever the details. Are. Right, and so, but the goal is, it's not just because that's going to get only so much you can get, and also right. you end up hitting a threshold, and you 
Because if you win more than $10,000 at the racetrack, then they get their name. Like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that triggers. We yeah. want to be anonymous. Yeah, so yeah. we'll figure out what that threshold was and stay within. But right, so we have to keep it below. Yeah. And also the time that it takes. So is that half a day at the track, time to get there? Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, because you have to have this travel time and things like that. And we'll when be using the races it, are on. And right, on. and we'll be using a taxi cab, cash there. And, you know, yeah. so now that we have the money. Right. You know, so we, we spent the time in the morning. We're now mid-afternoon on Friday. Right. Okay, we have until midnight on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it's only a day and a half left. Mm-hmm. We're back in time. We look the part. We have the money. How are three geeks in 1994 going to grab stuff, buy stuff, and bring it back? Well, and make we're money? not going to party like it's 1994, get drunk, pass out, and wake <laughs> up late on Saturday afternoon. We're not doing that. Okay. So we were discussing what can we buy? What do we know? In terms of value of bringing things back, that's and us being geeks. We're going to go with the air. I think it's best we stick to areas that we basically know. And we're not here trying to change history. So we're not going for like stealing the Mona Lisa and stuff. Yes, it's not in Vancouver then as far as I know. But we're not trying to do weird stuff. Like we're just trying to take stuff that we're going to try to buy stuff that that people normally buy but it's going to be valuable later stuff collectible stuff that you wish god damn if i was back then but also that wouldn't be missed because here's the other thing too when we take it and then we travel in time with it it basically it's out of the system yeah so it can't be something that's such a one-off that it has that value too so when the people are trying to figure this out on their own you got to keep that in mind too that's another one of the tricky things here is when you take it and you travel with it you're essentially erasing it from history for 25 years for 25 years so this is what we discussed because there's a lot of items that were made en masse back then that mm-hmm. disappeared, that got discarded, that were put in people's attics. Or that weren't tracked, basically, that right? Were that weren't tracked, tracked yeah. and are now, they weren't worth much then, but they're worth a lot now. So Now, depending on the period, your parameters for your home exercise may be a little different, the time and place you go back to, those will change. But And your knowledge of what areas you know, you might go, dude, this was worth so much, but we don't know about that. So we're going to go with what we know. So this is what we're doing. Since I'm going to be the guide in Vancouver in 1994, we're going to go to the gaming store that I used to go to. In 1993, a very popular card game came out called Magic the Gathering, which all three of us play. Were those cards worth anything? Yes. So those cards are worth a ton of money now. Yeah. So in 1993, it was the original series. It was the limited series that came out, which was later called the Alpha Series. It was the first run of cards. And I believe by 1994, Jason and I just looked this up, there was a billion cards already printed. However, in those card sets, there are some very rare cards Mm -hmm. that are going for a ton of money in 2019. Yeah. However, you would buy these cards in, in booster packs. So these booster packs would be closed. You wouldn't know what's in them. Right. So when I started playing Magic in 93, I would go in and I'd buy, you know, packs and things like that. And I was telling you guys a story before we turned on the mics that I remember being in there and I asked the game shop owner, I said, uh, hey, I, I see people buying boxes of these things. And they get, this is yeah, a true story. because you're just a, a young 20-something. Yeah, and going, I'm just like, well, this hey, is a fun game. A, can I get a couple packs? And, yeah. And he's like, sure, no problem. And you're like, how many packs do people buy? People buy actual boxes? Whoa. Yeah, so he told me that there was a kid who basically spent his entire student loan for the semester, came into the game shop, and bought them, used $3,500 back then on Magic cards. Wow. Insane. Yeah. I'm like, who in there, who's crazy enough to do that? This how? is referencing the approximate price per pack was so we're saying for maybe a box was about 75 bucks yeah. back then yeah 
Uh, and so he's buying like boxes, yeah, boxes and boxes. Yep, yep. But he's got the last laugh. And you're sitting there thinking, what a moron. Well, I, not that I'm no moron because I was still a geek back then. So I, I was just envious he's that an, I could He's do an it. addict. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> like know? really cool, but how are you going to get through the semester? But this is the type of person that would have bought stuff that mm-hmm. pulled it out of the timeline. And either he played it, he put it away. Maybe he's a collector. So we could do the same thing. It won't be missed. Yeah. It'll be and, and unusual. And we could say we could use the same excuse. Student loans. Like we can come up with whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. matter. I mean, it's, it's again, unusual, it's, but it's not unbelievable. Right. And it's going to be a cash thing. So the and first, it's only one weekend. We're not wiping out the supply on the whole world. We're just taking right. out one or a couple. There's going to be more than one store in the city, but we're going to take out one city's, a chunk of their supply for one weekend. And that's... So in 1994, the amount of video surveillance and stuff, it was not very high. There was no cameras in the store, right? Frequented yeah. by geeks and things like that. So it wasn't a, wasn't a big thing. So we go in and we spend several thousand dollars. That's really great for the store. And we've now pulled this out of the timeline. So we did some research on Magic the Gathering. The most expensive card in Magic the Gathering, if you have played, is called the Black Lotus. So the Black Lotus Alpha Edition uh, has been sold. Uh, They put one on eBay, and I believe the one that's actually been sold was for $27,000 for one card. It came out in 93. We're going back to 94. So the price to get one of those back then is going to be a little less. Right, so you could technically find it. However, they only printed 1,100 Black Lotus cards. In the whole world in all time. Right. And then they did the beta edition and they released some more. So uh, a funny story in that, when I was playing Magic back in 94, I ended up getting a Black Lotus in one of my packs. It was a beta Black Lotus, but still very expensive. And back then we used to do something called anti (laughs) <laughs> and what you do is I would pull a card from your deck, you pull a card from my deck, and we'd flip it over, we put it off to the side, and that's what we would play for. Whoever won the game got to keep yeah, it. What's that, cards. like, uh, not Jax, but um, what was that other game you used to, like, old school game where you'd play and you'd take the, the winnings? You know, you'd, there'd be a bet, and then you would play the game, and you basically win mm-hmm. the things that you play the game with? Yeah, there's lots of games yeah. like that, yeah. but that's yeah. the thing. So. I end up losing the Black Lotus in an anti-game back in 1994. However, that is for a different story at a different time. <laughs> so we know that those exist, but we know that they're very rare. And there's no way to know where they're, they're going to show up. Right. If we happen to be in the store and there's a kid playing with one and say, Hey, kid, you wanna, I'll give you 20 bucks for that uh, Black Lotus. Right. So, again... Based on when we're going back, the chances of that happening are very rare. Very rare. And also, you got to remember, the gaming stores did have individual cards that they would sell, but it's not like it was not is today. Because it's not collectible. Early things, the reason things become collectible is because people don't think about collecting them until later. Right. And then they go, shit, they're rare now because we didn't think of that. If I had my hockey card still, oh. Yeah. So what we also had looked up is it actually is more advantageous to buy packs of magic cards, keep them unopened, bring them back to today and sell them. So we were looking and one little booster pack of 15 cards unopened uh, were selling for... Was those a 15 or the 60? Was that the the starting ones? No, those were the booster packs. packs. $7,000 American for one unopened 1993 Alpha set. And how many booster packs are there in a box? I think it's 32 now. I'd have to check. To but see okay. anyway, the point, I'm just saying for the people that don't don't play, I mean, the fact is there's multiple. Even if it's only 16 or 20, the fact is a few a few of these booster boxes is going to go a long way. Correct. However, there's a problem when we return back in time with how many you can actually right. sell without dis- 
disrupting the right. market. But it's also they're only going to have so many in in the store in, in one city at in one weekend. Right. We're not going to change the whole trajectory of the whole market. We're not going across the world over right. a year and cleaning them out. So we, we know that we want to go back to the gaming store. We want to buy magic cards. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're doing. Alex is very familiar with magic as well. Um, been playing for a long time. So we, we all know. Yeah. So we've gone back with our thousand dollars. We're going to buy a ton of boxes. Yeah. Whatever boxes they've got, we'll buy a bunch of them. Yeah. yeah. We can basically get alpha beta unlimited Arabian nights, antiquities, legends, and the dark before August 8th, 1994. So actually we can't get the dark, but you get up to legends. Okay. okay. That's, that's good. Cause yeah. But the other thing you have to remember is it is actually, it would be pretty difficult to, you could still get alpha sets, but yeah. they would be more expensive yeah. back then. Like they're not going to have 10 boxes there. It's going to be. Yeah. It started to sell it. We didn't hit it right. Cause remember we're in 94. Yeah. It's not 93. But the beta stuff is still, like all the stuff is super expensive. Right. I remember I sold some cards for a friend on eBay years ago and mm-hmm. we made hundreds of dollars and there was no black lotuses in them. So magic cards is one. It's, it's difficult to try and find uh, a better, something that really topped that because yeah. you're looking at an investment where you're, you know, you spend $75 and right. then it converts into... Into $7,000. So, like but we know that these are collectibles now. These are collectibles. And for their pound for pound, their weight, they're insane. Like, and for instance, I'm more familiar with D&D. But if you say take an original D&D wood grain box, it's about, even if you get it near mint condition, it would still be more like just over $9,000 US. And if you come back with multiple ones, if you could find them, obviously that's going to drop the price a bit, but that's a lot harder to find than it, than an unopened booster pack of magic. So D and D is really good. And there's modules enough. You're making, they're talking like hundreds of dollars for most of the stuff, the super rare stuff. If you could find it, this rare stuff from the seventies, which you're more likely to find in the nineties than now, but still the, the, the bang for the buck, bang is for the buck isn't as much. And the, the fact is that stuff back then is still hard to find, whereas the magic stuff is just off the shelf, still in retail, still being churned over. Right. Um, same thing, uh, comic books is another thing that you can do. Any kinds of collectibles mm-hmm. that you can look into. Comic books is, a, is another thing. If they're still being sold, the books that are still being sold or have been sold in the last couple of years aren't going to be very expensive, but then you'll get the big value from the future. Yeah, you can go back, oh, I'll get a Superman number one. Well, if you want to do that, you better do it close to the time it was sold. And here's another bonus to getting collectibles and things like that. It's yeah. a part of the thing that really retains the value is the condition. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we're time traveling, we have these near mint, unopened, like out of the package. Our mints are more mint than other people because yeah, we've, got, we've, we've got, got 25 like, years less aging. It smells like 1994 <laughs> when you bring them back, right? Like, <sighs> yeah. Best smelling cards ever. What does that smell like anyway? <laughs> What does 94 smell like? I might have something at home that I could open. I'll take a look. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Post-Canuck uh, riot, that oh. would be one ninety ninety four. Yeah. right? So um, when the Canucks uh, lost the Stanley Cup there, so... Kind of like burning rubber, I guess, or... Yeah. I don't know. Castle. Okay, yeah. so, so we do know that Magic Cards retain. We yeah. know that uh, doing other things, other games like D&D, although expensive, it's still very it, difficult. It, and, and it's it good, and I would get some things, like also fill... Like there's for, whole, for personal for things. For personal things, like I've got a few not very many holes in my collection but i would definitely go and there's other things i couldn't resist i'm like huh i better snag one of those i mean yeah. i don't want to pay 200 dollars for one of those now if i can get one for 20 dollars here right but only after we've loaded up on the the other more expensive things because if you're like transferring your 75 75 dollars into seven thousand dollars you can probably buy them at the new prices in the future so as yeah. much as i like D way more than magic but there's an amazing thing that happens over a 25-year period is as every year goes by, 
things disappear out of the timeline. Right. They get destroyed. They're whatever happens. Yeah. So it's pretty remarkable. Um, you can print thousands, millions of things and give it 10 years. Not many things are worse. They don't survive. Like look at, um, maybe too old for you, Alex, but there was a, in the eighties there were these like cabbage patch kid dolls. And I remember one Christmas it was like all the rage parents are killing each other to get, to get them. And I don't know what they're worth now, but, and then there was in the nineties, was it late nineties, early two thousands, there were these beanie babies or there's still mm-hmm. crazes that go on, but I don't think that they, they have the staying power of lasting, lasting right. that long. So we, we did look at comic books. We did talk about that. And believe it or not, the, the value of comic books, unless we're talking about action number one or whatever, it's really, it's not that remarkable. Mm-hmm. Like I was looking up uh, the amazing Spider-Man when they came out, remember they, they had the epi- the cover where they had the metallic cover yeah, and then they had the normal cover. And I have actually those originals in my comic, in my comic book box mm-hmm. uh, from back then when I bought them. But really you're only talking about a few hundred dollars maybe for those yeah, from 94 or whatever. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a good investment, good value, but in relative terms, it's not as much. If we knew about stamps, someone listening is like, dude, you're missing out. This was a prime time for stamps. Okay, great. If you know about stamps, but maybe we don't, that's, that's we not don't. a wheelhouse. We don't. So and here's going to be one thing for me too, depending on how much extra cash we have, mm-hmm. because this will cost a little bit more money because we'd have to rent a van to pull this one off. Mm-hmm. But this is something I'm getting from my auction days that yeah. still holds a ton of value is uh, Danish modern teak furniture. Something <laughs> that, yeah, Danish modern teak furniture. I love this. We get things that yeah. are totally way out here on the show. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you could just like, just look up some stuff right now, but I mean for, um, and this was something that wasn't very popular um, a couple of years ago, that the antiques were big. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then they've kind of been phased out in the last 10 years, 15 years by the Danish modern teak. So, you know how things have kind of gone less from that, um, you know, square sort of. Um, so, it's all the people that loved IKEA stuff, but now they've actually got money and want real yeah, furniture. Yeah. Yeah. So but they love the style. When you worked for the auction house and you guys were selling the stuff, how much was this selling for? So, you can get a Danish modern bed, like a bed set that's all done up um and it'll cost you about two thousand dollars for just a bed set and i'm not even kidding you okay american yeah so you could you could have got that when they made it for a couple hundred bucks you know this this is the return on that is not very is not very like so what and but, we also have limited space I mean, in the for time the, machine for the, yeah the yeah, thing yeah, of a but, bed you could have like boxes but how many and game how books. many how many of those boxes how much of those are available in vancouver because we've got 10 grand to spend so, and you're not going to be able to blow all that money just on, and this is stuff that's also easy to liquidate. Like the teak furniture is hot. It's selling like right now. You could put that at auction and get probably $1,700. Yeah. Right? So this is something that's easy and quick to liquidate. Okay. Too. So how are you going to, re- how are you going to rent a van? With the cash. Okay. How are you going to get, how are they going to live, let you do the van? What are you going to show them to rent the van with? Cash only, huh? No driver's license. So how that you, is you a problem, You're show them your driver's license? Uh, yeah. I'm going to show them your driver's license from back in the day. And how did was, I get it? And I what's don't it, still have and it. And what's his so. driver's license? He doesn't have a driver's license from back in the day. I have my old passport. Huh? Actually, <laughs> I have my driver's license from back in the day, but I don't look like I did back 20 I'll be years you. ago. I'll be you. I'll get a, I'll get so, a wig. I'll get so, a ponytail. So there you go, Alex. Actually, this is a problem. You would need a ponytail back. I can, then, I can no, 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 not back then. This is ninety. This is ninety four. My ponytail, my ponytail's gone. 
I'm just saying Danish modern teak furniture, we could <laughs> okay, sell so it good. very easily. Okay. And I'm sure there's some China like, we could get too. That's another thing where, again, it's like 10 times the value. That's not the same yeah. numbers that we were looking at, yeah. but most of the stuff that we're getting is so small, so it does not taking up tons of space. Right. And the availability right now is our, is our biggest struggle in the city of Vancouver, right? right? Personally, I would not be loading in Danish <laughs> like I'm saying, antique furniture in the time machine. D&D books, and antique, you're getting whatever. like maybe five times or something for the D&D books. Yeah. And you can load up on a bunch of those. They're going to be in the same stores as, as the magic cards and comic books. We got right? 10 grand. I know, but it, it can go. For, and there's got to be more than one. I, I don't know Vancouver, but there's going to be more than one store that sells sells magic cards oh, yeah. and game books and comic books. But how how much do they have on stock like in availability, right? Like we're talking we're talking some pretty yeah. big numbers to get them. Yeah, but I remember there was like there was like shelves and shelves in it. They had a they had a ton. Which actually right. brings me to the next thing. So we, we talked about the magic cards, we talked about the comics and collectibles and there's things like that. And again, Jason's probably right. There are people out there going, dude, you guys are totally forgetting to do this. Like Stamps this and spoons and yeah. stuff like that. Like, no, yeah. I don't know anything yeah. about oh my God, it. little silver spoons. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll call up Ricky Schroeder and ask him from silver spoons. Jeez, some shot glasses yeah. from water. Yeah. So the next thing is obviously making money, but we do want to, I, I would pick up some things probably back in 94. And there'd be some other vintage things you, you could Personally. get, like a Discman or something or but Walkman. Like, like one of the things I would probably do back then is I would go and pick up uh, a whole bunch of vinyl. Yeah. Like, yeah. Albums. Albums. With, and they're going to be in too. amazing condition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That and would be another the, good area. The sound systems back then as well, not just the records. Yeah, pretty, vintage pretty sound stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you could you could get some neat things, but again, our, you know, your money is limited how much mm-hmm. you could you could purchase. But if you did bring back then, it's like, dude, look at that turntable. And we're also carrying stuff. Yeah. The more times you have to carry stuff back to the back to the time machine, it's taking up time to right. do. It's taking time we can to rent do a cart too. We can pay for a cart at Canadian Tire. You get a little dolly. We could look like one of those, or get a shopping cart and just look put like a, a homeless over. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say so. Here's the thing. If I went back in time to 1994, um, we could touch base with a friend of mine back then. Ah. So here we go. Okay. This, is this, is this, 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 I'm going to take a guess here. We haven't discussed this. Is this your older gaming friend? Yes. Yes. So I have, when I was growing up, I had a, a couple friends that were eight years older than me. And so when I was about 15, I was playing D&D and they were in their twenties and, um, we maintained a friendship for years and years, and it was super cool because they were kind of my mentors in the geek thing and learned a lot of things. However, you, a geek is a geek. You could go back in time and not pollute the timeline the same way because you could talk to someone you trusted, yeah, right? If they yeah. were a geek. So if I could talk to, uh, I have a buddy, Eric Stamper or Liam Gorman, I could talk to these two dudes, and I'm like, hey, back in time. My my self is actually here, but living where he was living. But I've come back in time, and they would be like, "Okay, what do you need?" And it's like, <laughs> "I need your car, dude." Yeah, and then then they'd be like, "Well, okay." So, but the thing is, you would you could you would probably tell them information that mm-hmm. would change the timeline because he'd be like, "What do you mean magic cards?" And I'm like, "Liam, just keep buying magic cards and don't open the packs, and you'll be really rich, right?" Yeah. So the stipulation you could do not to change the timeline was. You can buy them now and hold on to them for 25, for 25 years. years. Yeah. So when we return one second after we left on August the 4th, yeah. 2019, we don't care if the market crashes after. now you can start playing the same thing. That way it would preserve the timeline. Yep. Yeah. But I do have confidence back then that could help us. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Because having a car back then would be super beneficial. However, can you imagine knocking? We're on also the, downtown in a in a major city. It's yeah, not hard to get around. Totally. But imagine knocking cabs on cabs are a lot cheaper. Knocking on the door of a friend of yours, and you know, it's yeah. like hi. <laughs> And like, well, you kind of look familiar. It's like, yeah, I'm the 45-year-old version of the 15-year-old <laughs> no, version. It's like, hey, remember. remember the time when we, okay, no one would. So you'd have that. to shave your beard for one, yeah. <laughs> but that would be very interesting. You yeah. could recruit someone from back then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'd just take a cab and not risk anything. Yeah, you totally could. A cab would be easy. Super easy. Okay. So there's some things that I would collect. Again, I said vinyl. There'd be some comic things I would get. Yeah. Um, and again, a, things a that are easy to stuff. carry. Like, I... Th- I think you want to get the most value for your pound, mm-hmm. not just dollars, but, but for your pound. And here's an, another thing we were talking about. Going back in time, I, I have a tattoo on my, my right arm. Yeah, right? your long I've, sleeve. So I have, I've got Elio Gracie and Gracie Jiu-Jitsu on it. And I can't go back in 1994 with this tattoo because no one is doing Gracie Jiu-Jitsu back yeah. then in Vancouver. And then it's, it's a clue, right? You don't want to give anyone a clue. So I need long sleeve. Yeah. In case there's time police out there, we don't want to get in trouble from them either. Well, Fucking time police. Yeah, yeah. These are the guys. That, this is why it's a heist. Run into that, run into that one weird guy. We're just not looking for trouble here. Yeah, because you want to be keep yeah. it under the radar. Yeah. So, Alex, would there be anything back in 94 that you would want to pick up, you know, if you were just like, oh, that'd be really cool to bring back now? I mean, it's difficult because you're only one, so you can't really. Yeah, like, what was out that back in the day? And I was like, yeah, oh, but I really, really miss out. Could be, you, know? you could be thinking, oh, my dad had this thing. He's like, man, this is really cool. And it's like, yeah, I, guess, you know, I mean, yeah. I, maybe there's a bottle of wine. I, I don't think know, actually like, for me, some mm-hmm. like uh, Nintendo products would be cool. Cool. To get some vintage Nintendo. So, 94, stuff. What's, out for, what's out for console games? Oh. Oh, I could pick up that. That's guy. a good question. Let's, what was out in 94? 94 was like Master of Magic, Master. No, Master Magic was later. Master of Orion. So we're gonna we're gonna look up what was in '94. So what was out? Uh, NES was out '94. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that was that was that was late out. '80s. Yeah. So what we don't have to do the details right now because we would have the week to do the research. So with the research, you'd go and you'd look and see, okay, what console games were out, what consoles were out, and then you you look at the list and you can say, okay, well these are the hot ones that are the rarities now, and then you just go through the stores that have them and go, okay, that 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 that, just like. I can go into a D and D store and I can go. Okay, I know that this this thing is a, this thing is good. I can go. What would you grab? I would go open it. D and D's gods open up. Ah, oh, you got Cthulhu Mythos in here. Bang, good. You guys got Palace of Silver Princess. Ooh, an orange cover one. You never see those. Bang, get that. I would. I just know by looking. You at know things. the rare ones, right? And I don't know magic card prices because I just do proxies. I don't give a fuck about what the prices mm-hmm. are. But I still know Power Nine. Oh my God. That's a good card. Yeah. Kids playing with that. Hey, I'll give you a few bucks for... Right. And the thing is, time-wise, with our two-day restriction, we could basically get the magic cards plus a couple of the other rare collectible things all covered the same day as the horse races, yeah. leaving us a full day to spend yeah. our extra cash. And we can so go to more than one store. And we could split up. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, how oh, many no. movies have you ever watched? Don't split up. Don't fucking split up. It's just like as soon as you split up, there's the audiences watching. Say, dude, no, don't split up. So would oh. we split up? No. Safety in numbers. Safety what do you think, Alex? Numbers. Do you think we should split up? Yes or no? I don't think I should be wandering around in 1994 by myself. You're the one that you're only one. No, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I feel like it's. I just. I feel like it's too crazy. Okay. I feel like I, I couldn't it. handle it. It's so good. Generally, not worried about being robbed, but there also is strength in numbers. We're going around with tens of thousands of dollars in cash and stuff <laughs> yeah the three of us are going to be able to handle ourselves against pretty much anything but sticking together i think we've got more to lose than we do to gain by splitting up 
That's true. But, but I mean, if you want to get greedy and maximize it, we just have to be more careful with our time. But again, because of the items that we're choosing to purchase because the Danish teak furniture. If you want to go get out. Danish teak furniture, uh, yeah. we should split up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I don't I think I, I, don't think I can contribute to Danish yeah. teak furniture. That's okay. I I'll, I'll probably redact that. But There may be some China and stuff that I could look and go, oh, wait, I know that stuff's going to be expensive. Well, that's zero dollars now. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, not if you get the right stuff, right, right tea sets. And stuff, so there, there's a few different. things that we would pick up uh, just to, for our personal collections and things like that. Obviously, you know, there's we're not spending a lot of time back there. We got two days. Right. But that we goes would, by quick. But with our research, we'd have to think, okay, comic books right. that came out around this time that are still going to be available on the shelf. Like, I don't know, a thing that came out, you'd be able to get like three copies of it or something if it came out in the last last little while. You'd be able to snap up a few of those. There's going to be multiple comic stores, right. game stores in the in the city there. That so, kind of stuff. So here's the, here's the thing. This is going to be part of the Dane's Dungeon thing that I'm going to bring up. And it's actually going to be a, a audience participation. Mm-hmm. So the Dane's Dungeon question of this episode 14, which is the time heist or time scavenger episode, is if you were to go back in time and you are a geek, what would you collect? What was the best bang for the buck, do you think? Based on your knowledge. Based on your knowledge, what would you come back with? Obviously, Alex, Jason, and I, we were discussing, and we said magic cards, best bang for That's the buck. That's it. I, I can't even think of anything Like, else. really, this... Like, even if you're not a big fan of magic, part of the reason you're probably not a big fan is because you're pissed off that magic got more popular than your game, and, <laughs> and people weren't playing your game because they were pl- buying magic cards. Yeah. So... I, I was one of those people, but you can't deny the value things. <laughs> Uh, so th- that's the Dane question. If you were to go back in time, what would you collect with the parameters that we have set in this episode? How would you do it? So you can leave us a comment or send us an email or whatever. Um, if you do tune into the uh, anchor.fm slash Torvis, there is actually a section that you can send comments. Uh, really? Yeah, you can do that. And you can actually send voice voice messages too, which is really cool uh, wow. as messaging. Yeah, so you should check that out. So we have spent our two days there. And I'm, I know we're missing a ton of stuff, but we're doing an overview. So we go back to our time machine, okay? So in our... We'll get a bite to eat on the way up here. Okay, yeah. good, yeah. I need yeah. some water by this I'm point. sure there's some place yeah. that, that Ari's dying to eat. Yes, there I need that probably was, like, a cup of coffee best, here. Yeah. Best place <laughs> ever. But you also don't want to risk the food poisoning, just in case. So no, we're going better, back. Better I'm, to not eat. I'm going to take you. We're going to go to Benny's on Bagel, Benny Benny's Bagels uh, on uh, Broadway, and we're going to we're going to eat there. Used to go there all the time, hang out, and they used to be open 24 hours. And oh, play, that was a late night place. Late yeah. night place, and okay, have candles. And I used to do a lot of writing. Oh, you know what I would want to do? Actually, I would want to party with 20 year old Ari. <laughs> I don't have to tell him. I would want to be like, so where are you? I'd like see if I could find you and like we go out, we get some drinks with twenty year old Ari. That'd okay. be something I'd want. And wrist lock the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just and then learn jujitsu. Then yeah. he'd give up and never yeah. start. Alex, yeah. you would kick the shit out of 20, 20 year old Ari. Like it's not even a contest, dude. If you entered the UFC in nineteen ninety four with the knowledge that you Boom. know now, you would do really well. Boom. That's crazy. Okay, so I'll tell you where I was in nineteen ninety four. You need to go. Uh, to Seymour Street, and there's a nightclub called Love Affair. And Love Affair was is classic in Vancouver. They had every band you can think of from the 1970s and 80s, all industrial bands, Skinny Puppy, Frontline Assembly, like Ooh. amazing stuff there. So that's where I was hanging out and awesome. uh, doing the nightclub thing. Look for the guy wearing black. 
Yeah, <laughs> it all the, like I was because I was into the goths. The guy that yeah. looks like he's a vampire that masks. But they're all. They're, 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 but wait, they that's all everybody. Yeah. They all are right. Yeah. So that's where I am. Out. So Alex has disappeared for that for the one night. We I'm let him go, up. dude. Yeah. Not a good idea. Doing it. You run into the wrong person. <laughs> Someone spikes your drink. It's your left. Your left. No. So good. It's two days. You got to stay strong, brother. But that would be in its own episode. It would be its own episode. It'd be the epic thing. Then we got to go back. We got to go back to find Alex in time, or do we wait for him to catch up? No, I would just, I would just, have be, to, I would just show up and I'd be like 50. No, you, you couldn't because then we would have to explain no, where you disappeared no, from. Honestly, if he goes back 25 years and then he ages up, then he catches up to us. I'd be 51. Yeah, but the problem is, is when we return one second after we left, there's going to be a missing report. But I'd have to know. I'd just, yeah. I'd just show up there as a But it doesn't matter. Person. He'll do a Captain America and then after that one second, he shows up, hey guys. No, but, that, but he's just old Alex now. But you can't do that. That doesn't make sense because when Alex left, he was 25. I'll just go to my girlfriend and be like, hey, I'm 51 now. <laughs> Get away from me, creep. Yeah. I like older men. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we've um, gone back to our time machine. We have our magic cards. We have our collectibles. We have the things that we want. We have our <laughs> Danish teak or whatever furniture. Danish furniture. Modern. Yeah. The Danish teak modern oh, furniture. Right. Alex wants. We jump in the time machine. I guarantee machine. someone's looking this shit up right now. <laughs> we come back. To August fourth. Okay, so one second after we left. Before we before we come back, yes. Any money that we haven't haven't spent, another one of these little things is you can't say if we weren't able to spend the money and we had cash left over. Yep. You can't just keep the old cash. It's less of a problem than going back to the past with future cash. But what are you going to do? Show up at the bank? Oh, we got an extra ten thousand dollars in early nineteen nineties money. Uh, can you do this? Like, wait a minute, where'd you get all this this <clears throat> money? What my grandpa left a bunch in the attic under his mattress and they're just so doing that. Could so we- what I would say is that you would go back and you would change that. What if you had anything left, then change it back into silver and gold and bring that back with you. What, what if I- you did like a bond or a stock or something like that though? No, no. traceable. Unless Can't you're in Die Hard and you've got unbearable, untraceable bear, bear bonds. bonds. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Living on a beach, you're in 20%. Hans Gruber style. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Die Hard reference. 1988. Again. Surprisingly, <laughs> we haven't covered that movie yet. But um, Anyway, but the, 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 that would be the way. Because, again, you're having untraceable things. It's easier going that way because you can get coins, bring them, bring them, get a little bit of value on the coin right. thing. But the metals, remember, they're going to triple in value or more. And right now... Metals are super underpriced compared to the overinflated stock markets and real estate and stuff. But that's a, maybe a whole mm-hmm. other thing. But mm-hmm. in fact, if you have stocks and stuff, you better be selling. So we can't now. So we can't bring back the money. Is really if, it doesn't make if sense. You, if you have anything that you weren't able to get cool collectible stuff, rather than bringing back cash, you bring back a little bit, but it doesn't increase in value. So yeah. you may as well. That's why metals. I have to go to the bar on the last night and spend all the money. Okay, but I'm just totally saying you go solved. to that. You go to that bar, right? You get the drink spiked. You run into some assholes. It's like Look it's just it's, it's, un, it's unnecessary <laughs> risk. But how that would be such a cool that memory. That would be so good. And it'd, it'd be it'd be super cool. And what are you going to do with your stuff? It's going to sit there in the it's going to sit there in the time machine while you're <laughs> there, and you had to take the extra person. Okay, you guys are going to watch it. You guys are old. You can't come out and party. Okay, that's fine. So I'm just risking <laughs> first, So we return back in time. Alex is hung over shit <laughs> from partying with me at Love Affair in 1994 uh, at the nightclub. So now that we're back in time when we have our things, we've landed. And I just played all night anti-games and collected a bunch of cards with some kids. So here's the next problem we have. We have the collection of stuff. What are we doing with it? Where are we selling it? How are we going to start generating money? How are you going to avoid selling so many that you raise flags 
or get the IRS or CRA after you because it's like, hmm, right? So how do we do it? I think that Jason is our best bet for a lot of the online stuff. I mean, depending on how much we get, the quantity, mm-hmm. I think that Jason has the like the standing on eBay and the history in order to be a serious enough collector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been on eBay for a long time. And selling I've, some of this stuff I've at got least, 100% right? Percent feedback and stuff. So some of the again, some of that expensive stuff. But again, you can want to do just a little bit of it, and then you go to the people people you know. I don't like using real people's names on this, but mm-hmm. there's people that we know that know more about magic cards and know where to sell them and stuff. And they can go in and go, hey, look, I've got. Not to mention not just getting cash for it, but one of those booster packs. If they took one of those alpha booster packs into a store, not only are you going to get the $7,000 cash for it, but you could get like $10,000 cre- store credit or something for right. it. And it's like you're, magic, you're for, the magic for the rest of your life for, yeah. for one of these little these little packs. It's like, hey, well, I'll give you one of these things. You just give me the but new the, stuff. As but we're at a in. point now that it, we don't care about that. It's just we do no, proxies anyway, I don't care, I don't anyway, care about right? that. I do proxies anyway, but it saves the trouble doing the proxies. But, but we could sell it, them online. You sell them online, and you can go to the local stores. I mean, you go to the stores in town here. You go over to Vancouver, go over to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Spread them out amongst the three of us. Sp- spread it amongst I've the also th- heard the really things. strange rumors about trades people in isolated areas, like up in Fort Mac and things like this, where there's groups that are very interested in magic cards really? and they have tons of yeah, extra they cash they, they and they cash and spend time. that on magic. You know, yeah, this, these really are the people who coke, aren't yeah. into like the Coke and the hookers or, I mean, probably Coke too, but they, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. they, they will oh, actually, sure, you're so short, man. You yeah. make good money. Up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they will actually, uh, like purchase some of these things. And their big reason why some of this yeah. stuff sells the way it does is because, they just have a ridiculous amount of money and are super isolated and they just play. Right. But you know, the game. thing is we can go to other places. Like we're getting such return on this as big deal. Get a flight to somewhere like, okay, go to Toronto and sell some in some stores there. Go to, totally. go to New York. Like, I mean, whatever you're getting, you're, you're making over $7,000 a pack us on these things. You can afford to go wherever the yeah, hell you spread these across the world. Like yeah. all those places you wanted to travel to. Okay. Let's go there and just do the reverse. So, and sell these so things basically off. a rough estimate of probably what we could generate and pull back over a year. Cause you don't think you'd sell it all at one time. No. We could probably each walk away with a two, but you're, two but you're day get- time travel thing. We could probably generate a hundred thousand dollars a piece. Right. But you're going to want it with the magic cards. You're going to want to do it fast. Again, I don't know too much about the prices, but you're going to affect the market if you come back with a bunch of stuff. So the sooner, of you, are. The sooner you dump it on the market before it has a chance to <laughs> well, affect Well, you're not really price. because we're not adding any to it. Like they already know, like they don't have them all accounted for. They're not like, Oh, here's no, no, 11, I know, but it's, it's a supply like it's demand a, thing. So, but the supply is already known. I know the supply is already known, but what's available there that people are there. So if you go and say, Hey, here's one of these oh great no one else has these i'll get this versus if you wait a year then like oh yeah i know some other guys have got i think as long as we just didn't dump them in the same in the same place yeah Yeah. i'm saying is you spread them out yeah but here's another problem that you have to think about if you're doing this time travel thing if we come back and we dump a couple packs and sell them for seven thousand dollars information is instantaneous now so that becomes, that goes online, someone posts it, and right. so then we go to Toronto and we do it. We go to New York and do it. It, it only takes a very short amount of time to go, wow, it's amazing that all, all these, these alphas it. are showing up in 2019, mm-hmm. and so the price is starting to drop because right. we are actually affecting the market. That's what I'm saying, is you're affecting mm-hmm. the market, so you have to do it quickly before the market can react to your right. changing the supply. Yes. So you would have to do it almost 
simultaneously. Which is, well, which or, is another or reason to find these private collectors. You'd have to like go online and contact these guys who are opening these packs. Who are the people who are this into it that they're spending yep. this kind of money? Right. Because that way, it's not necessarily being like. But but here's the, in the same but here's way. the other thing. There's only so many. I mean, there's several billion people on the planet. I get it, but there's only so many people that are gonna spend seven thousand dollars on a booster pack. Absolutely, yeah. It's really not very common. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's one of the reasons that, again, we're only going to one city for a couple of days to do this. If we, if we could clean out more than that, it would be harder to sell it. So you only want to get a limited amount. So, mm-hmm. And th- that's why maybe it's good also to diversify and have a bunch of magic stuff, but some D&D, some modern Danish teak furniture. furniture. Did yeah. I get that right? Yeah, you did, yeah. Okay, nice. <laughs> and some, maybe some stamps. Like, I mean, I don't know stamps, but if we had a week to prepare, I could sure as well look at the things of what ones that are going to increase the most then and go to a store and say, hey. True. And but since we're not going Terminator naked showing up, it's like, hey, here's my here's my handwritten list. Do you have these things? Yeah. Here's some cash. Boom. What do you got on? Here's my want list. People do this all the time with, with comics. I, I forgot to tell you something, though. Oh. When we went back in time, I actually left a letter for myself. Oh. I didn't tell you. You just put it in that post box. I did. I didn't tell you. And what I did is I sent a letter to myself, and I told me to invest in Marvel Studios when it comes out mm. and to kind of into that whole, like, MCU thing. Mm. Yeah. So we're now that we're back in time, we did the magic thing, but I actually invested so well, that's too bad. Well, what for about you Bitcoin? No, no, not that's too early. So I'm, I'm worth See, billions. It's already now. Too, yeah. too bad for you because <laughs> oh, you I, I already told me to to invest in like it was '94, right? So we yeah. got Netscape coming out, right? And then we get all the, all the tech stocks and stuff, and then I can flip those in the in the late '90s before the dot com bust. Yeah, to get 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 some site squatting stuff, host names, and uh, but the, but the problem Stuff is, like is you've changed the timeline. So if we were to come back, that would affect us. Remember, You'd we can't affect everything us. the same until you're 25. Until 25 years, After, because yeah. otherwise you wouldn't be in the place where we are. So now. So that was that was a thing. That's why we couldn't contact ourselves or run into each other because we would change the timeline. Yeah. So it's better to just stick it and, and yes. just just grab and run. We're not being greedy. Yeah, we're just grabbing our few hundred thousand dollars because of our time scavenging yeah. and heist. Be Omar, rip and run. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, it, you know, there's there's a lot of things to think there's about when lot, you're doing it. There's a lot it. to consider, and, and the parameters you set for this, do this exercise for yourselves. Get together with a couple of your buddies and mm-hmm. say, hey, we can do better than those three jokers. What the hell do they think? We've got a better idea. I'd love to hear it. Post yeah. your own response. I mean, if you guys are better, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe if you want to we'll sit there and do a the, comment. Go over the restrictions one more time. So here's the restriction for if you want to do a time heist. You're going to bring back three people. Who are those three people? Or the two people, you and two other people. Who are they? Can you trust them? You have a time machine. It is a 10 by 10 room uh, or 1,000 cubic feet. But however, there's some instrumentation in there. So you can only fill it. You can't put cars in there or anything like that. But you can put furniture. Yes. Yes. You're going back 25 years from the date, from this date. Or change your parameters and do, do whatever a different, yeah. different date, different different location. But the thing is, if we went back at different times, we would collect and different, grab different things. things. So we did twenty five years because we just thought it was a neat time period. You're only spending two days back in time in a whatever city you want to spend the time in. We highly suggest you go back to a city that, that you, you are know. familiar with, because if you're not familiar with it, you're going to spend time. Uh, you're getting wasting from point time. A, yeah, you're wasting time. You, you really need to, to do lots of... And then the other parameter is you're going back with money. How are you going to generate money? What are you buying? That's the parameter. So at least if you ever run into this time machine thing and the guy says, hey, you got to go back 
we've saved you some troublesome things to think about. That <laughs> and you can't you can't use it multiple times. It's not like you can charge it. It's just got a one time one time send deal. you back yeah. and then bring you one second from when you left. Right. That's it. You so you have move. you hit eighty eight miles an hour. Your flux capacitor. Boom. You've gone back in time, and then you got to come back to the future. Yeah. Hit it and quit it. Yep. So there we go. There was a time machine episode, time heist. That was a fun one. Very cool. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know th- these are the kind of things that geeks think about, and why is it important to think about things that like this that won't come to fruition probably? Because you're geeks. Yes, but it's also mind exercise. Yeah, yeah. Right. By thinking of this stuff, it exercises ex- exercises the gray matter, which I think is super important. Mm-hmm. So don't be mundane. Use That's, your brain. Use your brain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Thanks again, guys. That was fun. Yeah, that was great. Uh, now let's go jump in the time machine. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's hit it. All right. Uh, awesome. Okay. Keep on geeking on.